Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. It seems like we hear about mass shootings and gun violence more and more. What are some of the root causes? What are responsible gun safety laws? Basically, what is the Catholic response to all this? Bishop breaks it down on this episode. Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our good bishop. And today we're talking about violence in general, I think, but especially the rise in gun violence. And I was wondering, Bishop, have you ever fired a gun or gone hunting? I have fired a gun just at a, one of those, what do you call like it? A shooting range? Shooting or, range, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, and I did, no, I haven't gone hunting with a gun, no. Okay. I did go with a friend years ago with bow and arrow. yeah. But I really wasn't into it myself that much. Did you get anything? No, no. I kind of let let him do the. <laughs> I, I think I did sh- shoot a few times, but I was. I'm. More, I'm not really into like even killing a deer is hard. Uh-huh. You know, I. Not. I'm not against it. I just don't like doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. I. I have never gotten into it myself. And we live out in the country, and it's like the perfect deer hunting place. It's like a hunter's dream, and yeah, and and yeah. I'm, I'm not really, I don't know much about the sport, yeah, but yeah. people love it. I mean, yeah, I sit out there. I, I hear a lot of people. You know, it's like a a way to connect with nature, and you're just sitting out there, quiet, and you can spend time in prayer, and because there's a, a hunting that has a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess. I, that kind of comes into play sometimes when people are talking about guns and right. gun safety, gun violence. There's been, you know, a, it seems like tragedy after tragedy with mass shootings, uh, school shootings, hospitals, all these different situations. It seems to really be on the rise lately. Yeah, I mean, it's been going on for quite some time. I don't know the exact statistics, but... Obviously, going back to Sandy Hook, at least, mm-hmm. and, and Columbine. But but mass shootings, you know, I, I saw in recent statistics, they've reached one or more per day in the United States. Now, a mass shooting is defined as four or more people shot in a single incident. Mm-hmm. But this it's really ceaseless gun violence that's really a burden in our society. I know that the number of gun-related deaths per year is about the same number who die in car accidents. That is Mm. unbelievable. Now, two-thirds of those are suicides. Oh, wow. But that's also an issue that we need to consider of people in that state of mental health and their ability to have such access to guns is an issue. Mm -hmm. But a third of the cases are homicides. And for years, for many years, United States bishops have supported what I'd say are common sense measures of gun policy to address the violence. So this is not new. I mean, we've been consistent in our teaching on this. It's really part of really respect for human life. Mm -hmm. It's part of the church's commitment to, to life. So as you know, politically, there's not much progress being made, although in June, there was a the first bipartisan, well, really p- first piece of legislation in many years, I think maybe over 20 years, called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act that was passed. And, you know, it had some modest things that we supported. I'll, we could talk about that a little bit more. But I think when we address this problem, 
it's obviously points to something deeply wrong mm. in our culture. When I visited other countries, people will be kind of like perplexed about the level of gun violence in the United States and how these acts of violence are increasingly common. But there are various aspects of the crisis. Obviously, we'll be talking about reasonable gun control measures that, that the U.S. bishops are supportive of. But we also think there are other aspects of the crisis that need to be addressed, mm -hmm. including mental health, also the state of families, mm -hmm. the evaluation of life, the, in, the influence of the entertainment industry, mm -hmm. video games, et cetera, bullying. We see some of those who've committed these heinous acts, sometimes were, were bullied. And the most controversial part, the availability of firearms. Mm -hmm. So we continue to advocate for reasonable gun control measures. But at the same time, we have to address the root causes. Right. That's something that I would, I wish that there would be more agreement on, but very little has been done by Congress since the massacre of the children at Sandy Hook to regulate weapons and to prevent another catastrophe. So we've seen, and most recently, of course, in Uvalde, Texas. Maybe we can talk about the contributing factors a little bit later, but you mentioned several times kind of reasonable gun control laws there's so much kind of gray area and there's extremes, I guess, on, on both sides. Where is, is there a line? Is there a, a well, concrete thing that the USCCB would, is recommending? I mean, some of this is prudential judgment. We don't have necessarily a position on all the particulars, but there are some things that are pretty clear. Okay. We've supported for years, a total ban on assault weapons. Okay. And, I think that is very reasonable. Why should people have a right to, to those kinds of weapons? We've also advocated for universal background checks mm -hmm. for all gun purchases. We've advocated for federal gun trafficking bill because this should be criminalized. Mm. You know, we also support, and there have been some recent proposals to set up a more appropriate minimum age for owning a gun. Mm -hmm. We'd like to see regulations on sales of handguns, safety measures, you know, requiring, you know, the locking of, of guns, you know, sometimes, as you know, or especially in, in homes, you know, if, if the guns are easily accessible and a child gets to it, you know, it can, they can use it. So the banning of, of bump stocks, what makes the news are these mass casualty events. Mm -hmm. But I would say, like, you know, there's also a lot that aren't mass casualties, a lot of people dying from gun violence. So those are the, I mean, again, the deeper causes, you know, we want to talk about. But, but I think we should have handgun licensing. We've seen, I mean... Places or states, we've seen decreases in gun homicides and even in gun suicides when some of these reasonable laws are enacted. I mean, there's evidence, there's concrete evidence of it. But at the root of all of this, there's a shooter. Mm -hmm. So we can have all these regulations, we can have more regulations that we need, common sense 
regular. I mean, we have common sense regulations regarding prescription drugs, regarding our car, cars, and but we're, we're here. We're talking about life, you know, right. the preservation of life. So, so such regulations will help. At the same time, the ultimate or the deepest cause is the shooter himself, mm-hmm. you know, and what leads someone to commit such acts of violence. Is there anything in the catechism or any kind of papal documents or anything that addresses gun control or gun rights? I mean, there have been statements about, certainly Pope Francis has been extremely vocal, and so were Pope Benedict and Pope John Paul II about the trafficking of guns Mm -hmm. and weapons. I mean, as far as addressing the, the particular situation in the United States, I don't know of any because, you know, the what's unusual is our Second Amendment to the Constitution, mm-hmm. which we don't find. I don't know any other countries that have such a right to bear arms. There might be. I just am oh. not sure. So, yeah. so the church has not, the, on the universal level, has not addressed that. But I know there's been, you know, there's kind of like wonderment that guns are so accessible here. Yeah, I would say that's how many in other countries and at the Vatican think about it. By the way, the ban on assault weapons, I want to mention that. That was uh, passed in 1994, but it expired in 2004. Hmm. And that's something that we would like to see reinstated. I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Well, let's take a break. And if people have questions, they can text the Holy Cross College text line. Or if you have... uh an idea for a future episode or topic, 260-436-9598. You can submit your question there. Uh, We'll continue to talk about violence and mental health, what we can do in our families. Coming up on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit, member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives with products, services, and education. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it back to our members. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman, and here with Bishop talking about the violence that has been kind of plaguing, especially our nation, but probably the world as well. And gun control is is one way that might be able to prevent some of it. But as you mentioned, Bishop, you know, at the root of all of these is somebody who has chosen to do this in their state of mental health issues or distress or anger, whatever the the issues are, that needs to be addressed as well. And maybe even more importantly, and even whenever you're talking about, I think, do you say two thirds of, of gun deaths or suicide, you know, that again, like what is causing our young people a lot of times Mm -hmm. to turn to that as a, a solution to whatever problems they're dealing with. Where do we start? Well, you know, I'd say we have a spiritual crisis. Mm -hmm. I mean, we look at the last how many decades of the decline of family life in our country Mm -hmm. and also the, I'd say, some moral decay. 
about the value of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, the unborn, right. obviously, a primary example, but that is not like something isolated, you know, this, this not respecting the value of human life. Often at the root of the violence we're talking about are anger and hatred. You know, like some of these individuals, you know, these shooters have lost, have been desensitized to others and turned in on themselves, their own, I mean, sometimes isolation, mm -hmm. pain, illusions. Mm -hmm. So there are mental health issues here. Right. And some of that is, you know, their upbringing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you read about some of them and the the problems in their families, et cetera. So we support resources for mental health care and also earlier interventions. I mean, you see in these cases that there often were red flags. There were warning signs, a loner, mm -hmm. having these, you know, difficulties at home, the way they interact, lack of empathy for others. You know, so when those things are noticed to have an intervention. So those are kind of things. One of the things I said, the, that new bill that was passed, Partisan Safer Communities Act, one of the things that Republicans and Democrats agreed on was support for state crisis intervention orders. And we supported that also. So one of the things I think also is, is encouraging peace building in our communities through restorative justice models. So in other words, what do we do hmm. with those who've already gotten in trouble with the law Right. Juveniles, for example, are we really, you know, sending them to a school and punishing them or are we also helping them to really get at the deeper problems and to be restored, really? Mm -hmm. So we have to, I think, address simultaneously things like family life and the increasing availability of these deadly weapons. And, you know, it's a shame that we can't have more bipartisan agreement and when you study this, and some of the studies that I've seen with these perpetrators of mass, especially of mass violence in schools, you see like they've had childhood trauma, as I mentioned, family instability, sometimes experiencing or witnessing abuse, physical, emotional, substance abuse. I mean, all of these things. So they've grown up in a very, not just a dysfunctional situation or dysfunctional home but they've seen and and all this has caused hurt and has led to isolation this doesn't excuse the acts that they've perpetrated mm -hmm. but it does i think show that how can someone arrive to this point that they would you know commit such an act of violence their whole life often has been messed up and then they become dangerous in society. Well, and obviously there are countless examples of people that have grown up in similar situations or even worse situations and turned out to be amazing, healthy, joyful, productive people in society. What do you think would cause one person to turn to, to violence and another person to, to find healing? Well, I think in those situations where people have turned out well, there have been people in their lives who've helped guide them on the right path. Yeah, It could be a family member or it could be that there was an intervention. It could be a teacher. I, I think it'd be very rare that they've done it on their own hmm. because I think they've had support in some way. 
the church, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, I had a lot of experience as a parish priest with families who not only where there were problems, but where there was drugs, abuse, and all that. And, and some of those kids were part of our, our youth group. And we couldn't ignore their home situation. Mm-hmm. Now, we provided an environment that was emotionally healthy, where they could be away from some of that painful experience. Mm -hmm. But even with that, some of those would go on the wrong track Mm -hmm. and some would not. What was the difference? There is a certain individual, I agree with you, there's certain individual, the choices that they make. But my experience is those who received help in those situations did better. So we have to identify it, and the help can be through school counselors, could be through church, like I just mentioned. But some who grow up in that situation then, I mean, also what kind of friends are they hanging out with? Who are they with? There's others who use or deal drugs. Mm-hmm. How are they going to have the inner strength to resist the pr- pressure to do the same? All these are big, big issues. Yeah. And I imagine, I don't know the statistics, I I wonder, there has to be people that are doing studies on these mass shooters and, and kind of their backgrounds and stuff. But I imagine there are people that grew up in perfectly good, wholesome, healthy families that maybe have some other influence in their life or, you know, outside of the family kind of abuse or... Well, also issues. mental illness. Sure. I mean, it could be a psychosis. You right. could have someone who really has a diagnosable mental illness that's not the fault of the family. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. But also when you talk especially about suicides too, I mean, the the increase in rates of anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. it's not right to just say, well, that's a problem with the family. It may have nothing to do with the family, but they need help. And I I don't want to ignore the influence of the wider culture Mm -hmm. because if they are, you know, kind of addicted to these violent video games or they're a lot of the entertainment that they get hooked onto has to do with violence. Mm-hmm. I think parents need to watch that, mm-hmm. but I think there's a responsibility of society. I mean, why, why are we allowing this? Like, what good does these things serve? Yeah, you know, all this graphic violence and almost like glorifying violence mm-hmm. because it plants ideas, especially in the minds of the young. Yeah, there was an article in today's Catholic a while back with from Bishop Barron. And he talked about, he just kind of singled out one issue, realizing that this is multiple issues. He talked about social media and how, one, we get like this false version of reality of everybody's life is perfect or whatever. But then also the, the kind of violence that happens on social media of just people just talk verbally, you know, or, or in, in text, just attacking each other and arguing and, and fighting. And how it pulls people away from actual social in-person interactions and that kids are growing up doing less sports or group activities or even just hanging out with other friends in person. He talks about the difference between playing baseball with some other kids versus staring at a phone Mm -hmm. and the impacts that that has, even if it doesn't lead somebody to violence, these other issues of depression and anxiety that that is is stirring up that he, he cited an article where Basically, you know, in, in a, the course of 10 years, cases of anxiety and depression has doubled, mm-hmm. you know, and 
there's a, there's a lot of factors with all of this, but right. to be conscious and, and maybe as, as parents, any advice that you have for us on, I think you should limit your child's use of social media. Yeah. I mean, I, I really feel pretty strongly about that. I think it, when it's excessive, it is harmful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think about the, how healthy it is to go out and play with friends. Yeah. You know, like I think about how I was brought up and, you know, we didn't have any of this and, and we, we built friendships and good interpersonal relationships. That's all formative, brings joy. It's healthy. I, I mean, I really think this, this social media culture has a lot of downsides. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, it has to be an absolute prohibition, but, but I think it definitely needs, needs to be limited and to get your kids involved in activities that they enjoy, sure. you know, like, like I don't think it's healthy to say, well, force your kid to do something that they don't really like, or, right. you know, like sometimes, you know, you have parents who are so into sports and they really pressure and the kids may not like it. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, the same could be the other way, forcing them in the arts and you don't, mm-hmm. they have no interest there. I think, you know, you'd look at your child and you present different possibilities, give them experience of different things and see what they enjoy. And, Because they need to have pleasure too, you know, they need to have that healthy enjoyment and that they be activities that are with others Mm -hmm. so that they are being socialized, that they are learning the, how good it is to have friends. So we don't want lone, you know, kids to be lonely or isolated. That's some, one of the things we see in these shooters, Mm -hmm. pretty bad loneliness and their relationships are via social media and often in these terrible sites right. and they're isolated, many of them. Yeah. And they're considered strange. I mean, they have some issues, so at school or right. something, they may drop out or whatever. Being bullied. Bullied, right. yeah, because they're, they have these other issues. Mm-hmm. And it may be because they're mean, sure. you know, but where, what's, what's at the root of that? These, mm-hmm. these kids need help who are in those kinds of situations. It's complex, but I, I think it does speak to the need for an evangelization of culture. You know, like how can so many claim that we've made so much progress in the last few decades with things like the sexual revolution and all this stuff? It's not progress. Mm. We've had a lessening of respect for human life. Mm. We've had increase in violence. We've had all these things that are contrary to the gospel, we're not on a good path. So the church needs to be a prophetic voice during these times. And Catholics and other Christians need to be a witness in society of of the values that we're speaking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to to be aware of, you know, kind of looking out for our own children, nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors, like, and I keep an eye on these kids. Like maybe, maybe you could be that positive influence on another young person or adult, you know, that is is struggling, and and be the one that helps them to to find hope and find healing. Right, right. And to show that, especially that differences or conflicts are not resolved by by hateful speech or or violence, mm-hmm. violent actions. Right. Well, there's a lot for us to pray for and pray for healing in our country, especially, but across the world and, and hope that we can kind of get back on a, a better path. Uh, two episodes that we've done in the past that I thought might be 
a little bit of overlap or, or of interest for people on this topic was the episode that we did on just war theory. Uh, whenever we're talking about self-defense and, and all of that, that was September 9th, 2020, if people want to check that out. And then we also, I think something that comes up sometimes with this is, is the death penalty. Mm. There's some overlap there. We did an episode on that April 14th, 2021. We'll have links to both of those in the show notes for this. If you're listening to this on the radio, you can find that at spokestreet.com slash askbishop. And you can find this episode and then the links to the past episodes will be there in the description. But thank you, Bishop, for kind of tackling this difficult topic. I, I know a lot of people are, are struggling with this issue, and I appreciate your guidance on this. Before we go, can we get your Episcopal blessing? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Truth and Charity with Bishop Rose is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.